Hi, you guys. Welcome back. Nice to see you again. Hope you had a good week. Uh, I was just watching some of the more of the uh, speeches at the COP26. That's a climate event. And watching Obama speak most recently. And it's very convincing. Obama's, I think, really good speaker, very smooth, very intelligent. And a lot of the people at that meeting for the climate event were very sincere. And they really were thinking that carbon is going to kill life on Earth. It's incredible. And it's so professional and smooth that it really starts to feel almost believable. That's if you have no idea what's going on for real. And I keep referring people back to Dr. Easterbrook, who was one of the few, I I mean, out of like one or two that I know of, that was willing to take the unaltered figures on CO2 and global warming and compare them in a graph. And And it's just, it's so blatant, the fraud, that it's hard to believe. And I mean... This is a really sophisticated mind control program. There's no correlation. When you see the actual numbers, there is no correlation between CO2 levels and global warming. None. And a lot of people viciously attack me for that, you know, because they're totally, they got into this mindset that if you don't believe in global warming, and especially in CO2 being linked to it, you're just a really terrible person and you just have to be killed for your own good. And of course, to save everybody else. But the problem is, it's not true. So, why are people thinking that it's so important that we have to hate, see that carbon is going to kill us? I mean, there. Mike Adams did a, a program and I'm probably going to forget. I wrote some notes that I'm supposed to... Don't forget to say... You know, talk about X, Y, and Z, and I may or may not get back to that. Hopefully I will. Mike Adams did a great show this week on Alex's show, Alex Jones. And Alex Jones, as uh, for the last 27 years or so, and I've followed him for about 21, has been doing incredibly important work. Now, it doesn't mean when you say somebody's doing great things that they're a perfect person. Okay, we we fall into black and white, you know, division, and they want us to fight about black and white as if our skin color was black or white. I have never met a black or white, truly black or white colored person, you know, and we're all spirit anyway. These are just costumes that we're wearing for the moment. They want us to be real idiots and fight with each other over what our costume looks like. That's not a sign of intelligence. But the issues are the same way. And if you want to, if you think you have to judge everybody as either 100% evil or 100% good, you miss almost all the understanding of what's really happening. And if you hate anybody for any reason, you're missing a lot too because it shuts down your own perception. And so, you know, Alex is still in the process of learning about that as, as many of us are. But Mike Adams was uh, co-hosting, not co-hosting, but guest hosting on his show. I think was on the, was it the 10th or 12th or something like that? I don't remember. I think it was the 12th. And uh, he was 
hosting the fourth hour because they do four hours every day on the main show. And it was saying that not only are the rulers recommending cutting down trees and burying the trees because, you know, they're exposing the, the revelation that trees are evil because they have carbon. And if you bury it in the ground, you're returning it to the carbon sink and it won't go into the atmosphere and kill you and cause global warming or whatever nonsense that is. You know, and they're putting, they're now starting up big equipment to put, to take carbon dioxide out of the air. You know, this is the way that you kill a planet. Get rid of the carbon dioxide, you get rid of the plant life, plants no longer supply oxygen. And as I said, Dr. Easterbrook and some other people have given the real figures before they got fabricated by NOAA and uh, National Science Foundation and all kinds of different places that what they do what they do is called adjusting the figures but a few people like dr easterbrook went back and said hmm that's interesting you're adjusting the figures that were taken accurately at the time of co2 readings in the atmosphere and temperature trends and all that what if we do it without adjusting in other words the real numbers and we did a whole show on that and doc i can't reach Dr. Easterbrook in person now, I don't know what's going on with him, if he's still alive in the physical body or not, but he did incredible, valuable work. And there's one great video that we've played and commented on where he was giving a testimony before a climate change panel in Washington, I think. I think it's either Oregon or Washington, but I think it was Washington. And say, and they were saying, kind of smirking and say. You know, we all know it. it's global warming and we know CO2 is causing it and ha ha ha. And are you some kind of a conspiracy theorist? And why do you think that they, these highly respected agencies all connected to the United Nations, which everybody knows is essentially speaks for God? Um, why would they lie? Ha ha ha. That's ridiculous. And if you don't understand that government agencies and corporate heads and international agencies not only lie all the time, but they're very, very sophisticated liars. You know, their whole program is to get you to believe them and then follow their orders. And in the case of global warming, they want you to be terrified of global warming. Every one of these criminal agencies says that's the immediate threat to life on Earth, other than COVID-19, of course. And um, their point is to make you very worried about it. They are not trying to cover it up. That's the last thing in the world they would want to do. And they want you to be so afraid of it, you'll do anything. Give up your freedom. And in fact, a uh, number of interesting presentations have been given showing that the next lockdowns, if they can't keep the uh, COVID-19 lockdowns going indefinitely, they'll start climate lockdowns because it's obviously good for the earth if you never come out of your house. And in fact, if as few of us as possible survive, zero would be a really good number. And other life forms too put out carbon, so they're evil, obviously, and they're revealing this new tr level of truth that cutting down trees and burying them, burying all sources of carbon, and by the way, you're one of them, um, and setting up terraforming operations, which are now started for real, in the Midwest, 
probably other places too. That's just where Mike found out about it. Um, that the only way to uh, stop catastrophic climate change and the oceans going over the land and all this stuff is to eliminate all carbon dioxide or as much as possible, which happens to mean that you shouldn't have any transportation, that you shouldn't able, be able to operate a business, your travel should be restricted, your calories that you're allowed to eat should be restricted. There's an app being developed or maybe already developed for your smartphone. I mean, your phone is smart, obviously, you need to obey it. And it cuts off your ability to do financial transactions after the carbon equivalent of what you've done uh, reaches the limit set by the United Nations. All that stuff is in the works right now, and many of us are actually falling for it. But again, the real figures, there's no correlation between CO2 and global warming. Does that mean we want geoengineering all over the world? Of course not. Geoengineering is not just about climate. Certainly it's about poisoning the entire ecosystem. It's one of the main agendas that geoengineering is, as it looks obvious to me, that it's meant to poison the earth and, and wipe out life. It poisons the crops. It poisons the people. It has elements in it, as Carnicom and others have detailed, that have absolutely nothing to do with climate. Cross-domain bacteria. Uh, I'm sure they'd love to put vaccines into the chemtrail residues. It's certainly not just about climate. It's about the whole picture. But so is the fake pandemic. So is the implied terror about global warming. It's all part of that. Anybody honest that was awake that ever got into a position of power in governments or corporations would say that the military, as one of their legitimate roles, has to escort the, all of the geoengineering aircraft out of the sky immediately. They don't have to shoot them down. They just have to say, if you want to uh, stay in a survivable mode, you need to follow us down to the nearest airport, landing strip, military landing strip, and start talking about who you're working for. That could geoengineering could be over within one day. And there hasn't been anybody honest enough in government. And there were some people in the, I believe it was uh, Rhode Island legislature that told the truth about geoengineering and, and tried to pass a resolution to make it illegal over Rhode Island. But I don't think the Rhode Island National Guard would go up and, you know, arrest the pilots of those jets. I didn't hear about that happening. So, um, I was looking at the total crash that is intended to happen and already is being engineered. It's not just uh, geoengineering. It's not just the pandemic. It's total economic uh, shutdown and the Great Reset and all that. Uh, really good analysis of it on many of the alternative news shows that have not been shut down yet. Alex is certainly one of the best because he has all the great guests on. Mike Adams has been doing a, a good job, too. Some people complaining that he's a little bit dark. And it's understandable why he would be. It doesn't look real cheerful what, what is accelerating over the world right now. So I was looking at, all right, what about, all, there's all these agendas. It's not just geoengineering and not just the pandemic. It's the idea that you grow food using poison, 
um, and poisons on the food, poisons on the soil, poisons in the water, and that that's advanced agricultural science. And farmers actually, there are farmers that believe that, a lot of them. And I spent some time in agricultural school. I know what's taught there. And there's no consciousness of um, life, really. I mean, we were actually taught in agricultural school where I went uh, that the soil, the main function of soil is to physically hold the plant up. So, you know, when you're planting a tomato or something, you put it in the ground and then put soil around the sides of it so it doesn't fall over. They're actually teaching advanced ag courses that that's the function of soil. And the function of uh, chemical fertilizers is to provide the nutrients. It's total insanity. And they're teaching insanity in ag school and also in health school. PhD, MD school. Um, it's amazing that any of the doctors or scientists or agricultural scientists or anybody can come through an education like that and survive with the ability to uh, think coherently or to have any common sense. Most of them don't, actually. And it's not their fault. The system is very powerful. But all of the academic world is teaching versions of specialization. And what happens is they turn out these scientists and doctors and people that are so specialized, they don't understand the context of what they're an expert in. And so they're perfectly set up to become tools of an evil agenda. Um, and then you've got a lot of people who don't understand. They're, they're not conscious enough to know that we are responsible for everything we do, say, and think. And it's not like God is going to run over and catch you and punish you because you hurt somebody or something. It's much more sophisticated than that. You carry the seeds of your own surveillance on a spiritual level in your own consciousness. You can't get away from it. It's what's called in the East karma. And it can also be referred to in Western terms as reaping what you sow or anything you want to call it. But the name is irrelevant. It's functioning. And once you get that, you don't have to look up, you know, on a code of ethics that your group believes in. Oh, I can do this, or I'm not allowed to do this. If it causes harm intentionally and especially unnecessarily to anybody, then there is a negative repercussion from it. So once you understand that and you want yourself to be in good shape and you want to help yourself and advance and be healthy and have a good life and all that, you do everything you can to help other people because we're all connected. It's a network and that's where the real morality comes from. And that's why if you hurt or help somebody else, you hurt or help yourself. And we're, we're slow to learn that, but we, you know, we all make hideous mistakes about it thoughtless words and actions that, that do harm to other people. And then gradually you find out, wait a minute, that's not good to do. I, even if you didn't do it intentionally, you need to be become aware of it and watch your own thought process, your own words and your own actions more than you watch everybody else. So I was thinking, all right, there's this coordinated program that's way beyond what the so-called conspiracy theory people are imagining. It's like a total orchestration for total destruction. And so 
The only reason to know about it that I can think of is how do you reverse it. And on the physical level, it's pretty well covered. Um, so we need a deeper level to work at it on that, that's even going to work on the physical level. And time is of the essence. It's This is urgent because it's moving quickly. The, our criminal mainstream media is making it all deceptive and covered up and twisting meanings and lying constantly about what's happening and demonizing good people and idolizing demonic people. And you need to have other sources and your main source is developing, reawakening your own internal perception because you have that direct link to where you came from, which is God for everybody. And it has nothing to do with what you believe. It doesn't, you know, if you believe you have an arm, you have an arm. And if you believe you don't have an arm, you still have an arm if you have one. And it's the same with our source, where we came from. Beliefs don't create God. It's the other way around. So um, I was thinking, all right, what are the positive things that we could do to not have to go through the whole uh, course of this suicidal trajectory that we're on right now? And two things came up. One, the most important is to get back our own normal, forgotten consciousness. That has nothing to do with the, the labels that we've taken on, what we want to argue and get mad about. It has nothing to do with any of that stuff. It, it's a reality behind it that has stability and permanence, and it's connected right to the source. So the first thing that we would need to do is get back that consciousness of, of actually who we are without any of the fake identities Get beyond beliefs to knowing. And and I don't mean knowing, just say, I know I'm right, and that's the end of it, and I know it because I know it, and that's it, and everybody else is wrong, unless they agree with me. I don't mean knowing like that. I mean dropping that, take the attitude of real science, question everything, especially what we think is true. And if it's true, questioning it's going to prove it's true. If it's not true, it's going to save us from wasting time. So questioning everything is always essential. And it's not disrespectful or anything like that. Um, but we've been dumbed down over many decades, especially so that we won't be able to understand any of that stuff. Um, we have to get that conditioning thrown off and break through the trance. And at the same time, on the physical level, you know, what's been done to us at the same time as dumbing us down is centralized dependency. So if you look at a country like America, where I happen to be sitting right now, um, so many things have been centralized to make them fragile. And they talk about, you know, in the whole uh, eco-movement and the... Um, environmentalist movement they talk about resiliency which is really a good idea a lot of the ideas are good and just misapplied and what's really happening is the same rulers that try to get everybody into the fake environmental movement are moving toward centralization of everything for example manufacturing so that you have to send for everything from a long distance away and all the providers gets and distributors like yet centralized in huge companies that take over and run all the small ones out of business. That's centralization. 
an aspect of globalization. Uh, shipping, same way you have to depend on just a few companies. Um, electric power, if you're dependent on a power grid that's all centrally controlled and digital, then if any glitch happens in the system, the entire thing can go down. And this happens uh, at any moment, especially in severe situations where the power is needed, like happened in Texas last winter when the power grid went down during this real cold snap and people froze to death and ran out of food and all kinds of bad things. That was a result of a centralized, federal government-controlled, corporate-run system. Whereas if people had locally controlled power, it would be a much more resilient. It's, it's a form of real national security to have localization, the opposite of the globalized system. You can get things from other places, but you don't need to. So the more self-sufficiency in local uh, communities, the better. And we're getting the opposite right now. Electric power, you know, the, the climate change people and the people at the COP26 conference are talking about using less and less power. And in America, Biden is, uh, of course, he's not making any of these decisions. He's trying to figure out how to get back into the White House room that he left or whatever. And, and I'm not, you know, condemning Mr. Biden. He needs help. And he shouldn't be abused like he's being abused now. But the people who control him as a front man are telling him to shut down uh, power supplies, oil pipelines. And the misguided environmental people are saying, yeah, you shouldn't use oil or, or coal or any of those things because they're fossil fuels and they give off carbon dioxide. Not knowing that if you want to grow better plants, what do you do in a greenhouse? you find additional carbon dioxide and pump it in. It's fertilizer. And what happens when you do that? You get more oxygen. You don't get heating. You get oxygen. And um, But the thing is that we, didn't, we haven't needed uh, petroleum-based fuel for vehicles for more than 100 years in the current time. And, and the reason that it's being used right now is we're being forced to use it by the same people who say it's evil. They're not going to stop using it. They want us to stop and not have an alternative. And they know that the current state of uh, solar and wind technology is not nearly adequate to run society. So what happens? You get deprivation, starvation, um, and they're shutting down oil pipelines now without making the other energy sources available. And I don't mean solar and wind. I mean the real ones that you can't talk about that are based on permanent magnets, zero-point energy, burning water for fuel by uh, taking the hydrogen out of it, which has was demonstrated. How come these you know climate change people don't know about that? There's no need to burn gasoline or diesel. And there hasn't been for a long time. There's a guy named Stanley Meyer, that was a good inventor with some help from friends. And see, the issue with uh, burning water for fuel, you'd say, well, that's dumb. Water doesn't burn. Uh, no, water actually doesn't burn very well at all, but hydrogen does. It's more explosive than gasoline. And the problem with using hydrogen uh, for fuel in cars, which would make almost all the oil unnecessary, 
is that number one, if you drive around with a tank of hydrogen, you're, you've got a bomb in your car. It's more explosive than gasoline. But if you drip it into the, into the intake of the engine on demand, then you don't have the bomb problem. The other problem is that when you take water, you know, in the conventional terminology and regular chemistry, the way it's understood now, water is made up of hydrogen and oxygen. Twice as, twice as many uh, atoms as hydrogen as oxygen. And th- that's why they call it H2O, because there's two H's and an O. And if you split that apart, and you take away the O, which makes the, um, the exhaust gas oxygen, which is not a bad thing at all, then you have explosive hydrogen to use as a fuel. And all you need it as wa- is water for a source. You don't have to drill for it or anything. But the problem was that the amount of energy that it took to split the water molecule into oxygen separated from hydrogen was more than the amount of energy that that uh, hydrogen part provided when you burned it. So it was a useless technology. Stanley Meyer and probably other people uh, figured out a way that takes almost no energy in electricity to split the water into hydrogen and oxygen, oxygen going out the tailpipe, so that it took so little energy to do that that it was an economically sound way to burn hydrogen in the in the car engine and um, use the energy produced by the engine to break down the water molecule into hydrogen and oxygen. And he didn't just have it on theory like on one of those blackboards or green boards that's full of writing and equations and all that stuff. And uh, that that can be all very impressive, but if you don't do it, it's just a waste of time. So he did it. He had a dune buggy, and he drove it all over America on water. If everybody just got that and nothing else that we're talking about made sense or they think everything else is stupid, he proved Right now, we could be burning water for fuel. Internal combustion engines, one of the the things that Mike Adams has pointed out is that solar and wind don't provide enough energy to run uh, combustion uh, engines on automobiles or trucks or tractors or airplanes. And that's true. But water does. So what happened to Stanley Meyer? Did he get famous and... The New York Times said, wow, the hero of the world, no more need for oil that all the environmentalists want shut down. Now you can shut it down because you got water. Um, no, that's not what happened. That's, you may have noticed that Stanley Meyer was not in the newspaper. Uh, he wanted to sell his patented technology for breaking uh, hydrogen out of water economically. And he patented it, which means everybody else knew about it. And he was contacted by agents that seemed to be from either regular government in the U.S. or from the deep state bosses of the government. You know, that levels that Dr. Greer talks about that you don't see that actually tell government what to do all over the world with no allegiance to any particular country. And they met with him and said, well, you've got this great technology. It's going to save the world. No more smog, no more, I don't know if they talked about CO2 or they knew that that was a non-issue. 
but it would stop the burning of oil, which really clean up a lot of things on the planet, oil spills in the ocean and other things that could be avoided. And so he said, well, I've heard about you guys. You're very dangerous and I can't trust you. So you have to meet in a public place. And they said, you know, I can imagine them saying, well, rats, you figured us out. Okay, we'll meet in a public place and it'll all be fine. So they met in a restaurant. I don't remember what restaurant. And um, they poisoned him and took what he had at the meeting. And that was the result of the meeting. And then his family still had the documents that went from his, uh, that came from his uh, invention. And they auctioned him off to a group of um, investors who thought, all right, we're going to make hundreds of billions of dollars because this is a really important technology, which it was and still is. And they were all killed. That's the energy issue in the country. It's not lack of research. It's that the good guys die. That's a big problem. And it's not in the newspapers either. So um, the people who are worried about environmentalism could clean up the oil situation by changing their focus and say, expose the work that Stanley Meyer and so many others that were even beyond him actually did and then either got killed like Stanley did or got scared into submission so they wouldn't come out of their houses anymore or let anybody else know what technology they had. Dr. Greer knows about this and he set up an offer at his farm in Virginia and said, any, any of you that are holding these clean technologies that would end the complaint about burning diesel and gas and all that, probably make most of coal burning unnecessary too. Although shutting it off before you have the clean technologies is suicidal, but which is what's being pushed right now by our rulers, the UN and everybody. Um, he said anybody that could bring to his farm a working model of a clean energy, free energy device, you know, the good ones of which require no input because they take it from the zero-point field or they have different names for it. If you bring that technology, if you have one of those, and there are, we, we've got reports of, of little devices about as big as a toaster that you can put on the kitchen table and it powers your house with no input as long as the parts last. And those can power cities. Those exist now. It's not a problem. The problem is when they come out. And I know from personal experience that environmentally beneficial inventions get violently suppressed. I, I know of somebody who is right in on that. And he was given the choice of um, living or promoting his technology. And all it was was something to take away smog from cities. So this goes on all the time. And I've gotten other, other examples too from people that were right there. People who had money and an invention ready to go have been stopped, and they're stopped by what you could call the deep state, the level of the government that you don't see. This is the environmental issue because there are alternatives to all the dirty technologies right now. Pretty sure they have an alternative to plastic which is 100% biodegradable. But if they threaten to bring that out, they die. This is the real energy policy of America and the rest of the world, as far as I know. Um, anyway, all these things have become centralized, 
And that's to become vulnerable so that your power can be cut off. And Biden is in the midst, in the process of cutting off oil pipelines now. And the misguided environmentalist thinks that's great. It's not great. You know, that, unless you think starvation is great. And I guess some of the hardcore confused environmentalists think starvation is great because humans are bad for the earth, right? And there was an old bumper sticker. I don't remember exactly what year, but it said, save the earth, kill yourself. And that was really the bottom line that they were trying to promote. Um, so environmentalism is a, a kind of a paradox, you know. It, on the surface, it's really valid. And underneath, it's totally valid, too. We need to stop the poison spraying in the air. It should be stopped instantly. And there are advanced means of organic farming that would make uh, the poison farming completely unnecessary. That's It's known how to do that. Charles Walters Jr., who uh, started a- the Acres USA newspaper, knew about it. I met with him in, um, in Missouri. It was Kansas City, I think. And I said, you know, you need to tell everybody about this stuff. And he was trying to do that through his newspaper. And he was saying that basically in his own words... The public's consciousness was the problem. Even if you said it all, they're so, all of us are so brainwashed to believe things that we don't know. We've just memorized them and we're ego attached to them. We'll fight about them, but we don't even really know firsthand that they're true. And so, um, the real environmental issues are absolutely valid. And, you know, I've, I've been, disowned by people on the so-called progressive side because I don't have a, a side. I mean, if you're if you're in favor of not murdering babies before and after they're born, people on that side will tend to disown you. And on the right, the same reaction because I, I think environmental issues are real and urgent. And yeah, there is an environmental emergency on the planet. It's just not the one that's being used to enslave you. So the the perception has to get a little bit more sophisticated in order to see what's going on. Um, and the authorities love centralization, and it's it's sold to us as advancement in science, and it's just the opposite. Local self-sufficiency is the way that any country can hold together and be safer in its own existence. Um the environmental issues could be solved right away. You know, the the internal combustion engines can run on, on water. That's been proven and it's known. It's known how to do it. Governments holding that data and holding all the papers of people that have been killed for, for demonstrating it. Uh, frequency-based countermeasures to weather disruption are available now. And some of them are actually for sale. And the person who, who's got one for sale has told me, don't don't say much about it or he's going to get killed. He's already had warnings. Um, the best thing to do would be not to, not to just have little holdout communities trying to do good things, but to have, have it spread nationwide and worldwide. But uh, healthcare is another example. It's all centralized into 
a system that in the U.S. was invented by the Rockefellers and the Carnegies in about 19, the early 1900s, before 1910. And then um, they had this project called the Flexner Report in 1910 that you may have read about where they wanted to discredit anything that wasn't drug-oriented. And they thought, wow, it'd be a great, business model to come up with a monopoly on medicine and make sure the medicine made people sick. I mean, when you start being struck by the nonsense that so many of us believe, it's like, what? Nobody would fall for that, okay? Medicine that makes you sick, that's expensive, and they sell you the medicine, you get worse. Maybe it covers up some symptoms for a while. And then you get worse and they say, well, don't worry because we've got this other medicine that takes care of the damage from the first medicine and it's going to be great. And they keep doing that over and over over the years of your life. And then um, when they all fail, they say, well, don't worry because um, we can cut out organs and you don't need these organs anyway. I mean, for a long time, they pushed the idea that the appendix which lubricates the intestinal tract, is a mistake of God and residual, vestigial, they say. And you don't need that. You don't need your tonsils and you actually don't need all your other organs because we've got synthetic ones that we can use instead or take ones out of animals. I mean, we've fallen for some really, really stupid stuff. Same thing in education. And in order to get this stuff back to normal, it can start now if people start finding each other in communities that are what they call like-minded, not communes because those don't usually work and they fall apart because there's big uh, privacy and freedom issues. It's, it's like Joel Skousen has been really interesting guest. He's been on our Sunday show numerous times, did a whole series for a year that's still available on other shows too. Um, he consults for groups that want to form intentional communities. And he's done that for many years. And, and what he's learned, among other things, is that um, if you make it communal, it has the same problems as uh, socialism does in the end. You know, people want their own space. They want freedom. They want the ability to prosper from their own work. Um Socialist and communal ideas are destructive of that basic human uh, motivational factor. Every single communal enterprise where they made an intentional community uh, to try to be efficient and help each other and all these idealistic ideas, which are really good, in Joel's experience, and he's done a lot, they all failed. And they all failed for similar reasons. And uh, the people putting up most of the money for everything, you know, ended up being antagonistic to the people who just came in who didn't have the same resources. And what he said works better is communities where people get their own place. You know, even if it's just a rented house or an apartment or um, a farm, if you can do it or whatever, and take over a community, become... Uh, the majority in a community or at least enough people to help each other and do it from a individual uh, sovereignty point of view, if you will. 
Like, you know, you have your own place you can go home to. You don't have to feel trapped in somebody else's jointly owned living situation. Those are not good. I've been through some minor examples of those myself, and they always create conflict and great cynicism and disappointment. So just sidestep that. And what what Joel and others are saying is even now, when things are not, you know, looking really great in the world, find other people that you can cooperate with and uh, establish those communities as t- when the time allows. And I think that's a good idea. And before things crash, and the intent is to have them crash, I mean, that's really obvious. The The whole pandemic scam was created out of a laboratory that's well known. It's documented. Uh, Francis Boyle talked about it, although I think he may be wrong that it was a virus. There's n- apparently, you know, and we've seen some really great, open-minded and benevolent Wonderful doctors. Fleming comes to mind. Richard Fleming, the guy with three different degrees, medical and uh, law degree and a PhD. And he was saying um, he thinks it is a virus. And he was saying these, these misinformation is out there about the flaws of the PCR test and uh, the fact that the virus doesn't exist. But he didn't explain what the right answer is. So I would invite him to explain that in detail, because right now, all the agencies, government agencies, health agencies that have been asked for proof that the SARS-CoV-2 virus exists, all of them say they have no proof. They have no samples, and samples should be easy to get. If you isolate, you have to isolate the virus or you can't do anything uh, sensible to deal with it. Nobody is saying they've done that. Well, they've said it. They say they've done it. And then when asked to explain, they come up with some nonsense uh, procedure that John Rappaport has written about in great detail that don't isolate anything. It's, it's again, hard to grasp the degree of total nonsense that is in these normally really respected fields like medicine, uh, biology, laboratory, pathology and isolation of viruses, virology as a whole discipline in itself, the amount of complete overt lies and nonsense to the point where, you know, a third grader with common sense, which they're trying to eliminate those two, uh, would see right through it. If somebody has isolated the SARS-CoV-2 virus, they should make that known and prove it all over the world, but I've been looking for that, and so have a lot of other people, and I don't see anything of that so far. So apparently, what they worked on in the lab with uh, tax dollars from a lot of innocent citizens was creating a bioweapon based on a protein and maybe other toxins, but uh, not an actual virus, which is amazing. But they figured out very... Uh, cleverly that you don't need a virus for a pandemic. You need media more than you need a virus. And if you've got media and you've got government agencies, criminal government agencies like uh, the one that Dr. Labo calls the Center for Disease Creation and Proliferation, which is based in Atlanta in the U.S., or the U.N. or the WHO, um, just because you call something 
uh, a health organization doesn't mean that it's not a criminal cartel. That's just the name. And, and the same scam is used on us with bills in Congress. They name it the the wonderful happiness and motherhood bill or some or no, you're not allowed to say motherhood anymore. Uh, wonderful happiness and apple pie bill. And then they put in there uh, things to take away all your rights and steal your property. You know, it's that, again, this only works on a population that has been educated through a system that's so dumbed down. And now it's teaching the most absurd nonsense and it's ruining kids uh, psychologically. And the smart parents are getting their kids out of school immediately because school schools and doctors in most countries have become the biggest danger to kids. And schools are well-funded uh, brainwashing centers and not just brainwashing. They're setting up to do uh, forced injections of poisonous material into the bodies of the kids, not just without permission, but with instructions not to tell the parents. This is what schools are becoming. So again, centralization versus localized independence. And when America was started, for example, there, you know, people never in America totally lived up to all the ideals of the founders, obviously. I mean, there was slavery going on. There was a lot of, uh, bad business practice. There was a lot of poison being used in medicine. Doctors were treating people with mercury. It wasn't perfect. But the ideals in the original documents were good. And the spirit of a lot of the original inhabitants was good. They would, they didn't have a public school system. They were mercifully saved from that at the time till later. They would, uh, a group of parents who had the similar outlook on life would get together and hire a schoolmaster and have a, put up a building, a one room schoolhouse or something. And, um, they would teach all ages of kids together. So they got socialized. They would help each other. And they were a lot smarter than, than the victims of public school tend to be now. Some of the old textbooks are amazing. Uh, most adults couldn't get through them successfully either. Um, so I'd say creativity is needed right now before the full crash. And the crash is being orchestrated. The, you know, talk about the supply chain and, and that sort of thing, which uh, Biden has been told on his teleprompter to say that Americans can't understand what a supply chain is and that we're too dumb to, to even worry about that, things like that. Supply chains all over the world are being destroyed intentionally. And then it's being blamed on the pandemic saying, oh, this virus is so terrible. It's even eating the supply chains. And it has nothing to do with that. It has to do with the uh, locking down of, of societies and businesses justified by the so-called virus and pandemic. So the supply chain's being killed, and that's resulting in hardship in the first world countries and starvation in large parts of Africa and Central America and South America, driving the invasion of perf mostly perfectly innocent people who are being starved to death, being told that America should now be overrun with hundreds of millions of people from the outside so that it will fall just like the third world countries. Instead of that, you know, the, those poor countries could be built up by just stopping 
the suppression of them, getting rid of the central banks, getting the uh, World Bank and the IMF out of those countries so they stopped being raped and robbed. And the people there could, you know, be shown if they need help how to develop their own food and infrastructure and all the things to make them locally self-sufficient. Some of the ones in Central and South America are really getting into that now on their own. So it's like the inventions. If you want the the free energy inventions to be all over the world, you don't need government research money. That's corrupted anyway. You just need to stop killing the inventors. That's enough. And it's the same with all these countries that are struggling with poverty now. At these meetings like COP26, it's as fraudulent as the Paris Climate Accord, which one one of the good things Trump did was get America the heck out of that thing. Biden immediately put America back into it. It's a whole criminal cartel, again, using fake environmental concern as an enslavement agenda for globalism. And uh, self-sufficiency for each country is really a much more sensible goal. And then they cooperate from a position of strength instead of being under global enslavement from a central control point. So for the moment, you know, while the rulers work toward... uh, total control and enslavement of everybody and merging countries essentially into one, even while they're called separate, they want them all controlled from one point. Humans can work toward decentralization, localized food production, getting in touch with farmers in your local area, uh, organic farmers, because at this point, if you understand health issues, eating anything with GMO ingredients is suicidal. Jeffrey Smith's been working on that for years, um, doing a lot of great educational projects. His his books like uh, Genetic Roulette and the other books about GMOs are really excellent. And he's got YouTube videos all over, other kinds of videos. What is his site? Institute for Responsible Technology that's worth following. So just, you know, if learning about health is not like super advanced chemical science. It's it's more getting back common sense. Common sense is way more powerful than advanced technical stuff any day. You can you can be a super advanced technical uh, scientist, even a real one, with no common sense, and your inventions are going to use to destroy the world, and they are being done that way. So getting common sense back, getting connection with local resources, sources of food that you don't have to go a long way out. Um, people that are not wanting to be poisoned by the fake pandemic's response of the uh, injection of horrible permanent alteration to your DNA, which is what the injection does, among other things. It also causes, um, it's causing all kinds of heart attacks, especially in young people. And much worse than that, it's got we're we're going to have some of the doctors on that have seen the pictures of what's in there, and in fact, that's one thing that confuses me about Doctor Fleming too, is he said he didn't see any strange uh, parasitic elements or anything in the vaccine, but they're on photograph, they're on video. So, Doctor Fleming, is that are you saying that's a lie, or do you have some knowledge that you need to share about what the real truth is on that? I'd love to hear, and we'll try to get you on the show if we can. Uh, to talk about that, because this is not an ego thing. You know, we need to drop the thing of attacking somebody because you don't agree with them. We're, we're supposed to be helping each other.
and time is short now we don't have time to be fighting about nonsense um so get your health back learn about that not eating gmos is an example of a very valuable piece of health information you don't need to be a professional biologist to understand it if if fake science is changing the genetic makeup of seeds and crops or putting uh ingredients like that into your food um don't eat it it's really simple same thing with toxic chemicals in the food um Ideally, the only way to really avoid as many GMOs as possible and the Roundup, which is a killer chemical, uh, supposedly to get rid of weeds, but it goes into the environment and it's being found in life forms all over the planet now. If you want to avoid that kind of nonsense like that, plus other deadly chemicals like atrazine that's widely used and approved by the agencies of the U.S. government and other ones, um, the bare minimum you can do is don't eat any food that's not organically grown and processed. And the fresher, the better. Stuff that's been in a box for a year has no life force left at all in it. And science has not discovered the major nutrient in food so far, which is life force. And if you leave something in a box forever, this is an issue with survival food, which is another long discussion we don't have time for right now. But there there are types of survival food that last for decades, and they're not dead. The most obvious being seeds, but there are others like that too. Honey, for example, if you want a sweetener, will stay fresh for a thousand years or more. You know, there, there are other aspects than just boxes of the official survival food. Even if you do use that, uh, you need something that's got some life still left in it. Uh, let me see here. I've got to skip over some of this stuff because we're about out of time right now. Um, we talked about blind trust in authority. It's a, a fatal mistake. And the media is acting like an authority too. Bill Gates is acting like the main doctor for the planet. He's a computer salesman. He's very good at making deals with the government and getting money. But he's uh, working directly against the health of the entire planet intentionally he knows and we know that because there are a number of great documentaries that we've been posting on lostartsradio.com all about bill gates and about klaus schwab and these um, james bond level villains that are in real life in the movie we're in now so everything you can learn and you know getting away from the public education system and even most of the private schools what you can learn for real and what you learn, live it, implement it. Like what you learn about health, you don't just learn, well, GMOs are bad to eat, and then say, well, I'm just doing this socially, so it doesn't matter. Now, if you're serious about it, and you don't want to be dealing with sickness and degeneration and all this garbage that's supposed to be normal, um, if you find out that eating poison is not good, then the next big thing to do with that is actually don't eat the poison. And, you know, learn about exercise and sunlight, which the system says sunlight will kill you, right? And even some of the well-meaning geoengineering people say, don't go out in the sun anymore because it's, you know, the ozone layer is destroyed and all these other things. Sunlight is essential for life. So learn about sunlight, exercise, sleep, uh, attitude. If you go around 
hating anybody else because they don't agree with you, condemning people, that affects all your physical cells. So learn about the real truth about health, which there are sources. You can start doing that right now. And then finally, and most important, and it's time for us to stop, but most important, consciousness. That's the basis of everything. That's what common sense comes from. That's what everything comes from. If you get your consciousness clear, you're activating the biggest fear of the global rulers that you will wake up because you have unlimited power flowing through you, not from an ego point, you know, or trying to be like the globalists are doing and and cause trouble for other people. The way it works with consciousness is different because if you get out of the way, then it's not an ego thing at all anymore. You just, you care about everybody because you know they're connected directly to you at a deeper level than even the physical body. And so you're not going to be selfless. You're just understanding that your fate is connected to everybody else. So you want to help everybody as much as possible. And there are ways to get that consciousness opened up. Ways of meditation, ways of dealing with the mind and the body. And um, if you do them, if you're willing to do them, do the work. You don't need to change your beliefs. You don't need to do anything like that. Do the work and see what happens. And what you discover is amazing. And from what I can tell, after only, I don't know, 50-some years at this research, is that the biggest fear of the global rulers who are intend to kill all life on the planet, not just humans, including themselves, by the way, their biggest fear is you. Because you're not this little helpless one in eight billion life form walking around and then dying. You're made in the image of God, and, you, and that's not a, just a religion. It has nothing to do with religion in the reality. It's that who you are inside that costume, the one who's wearing that human body costume and who's using that amazing interface with information called mind, the one who's using those things, that's you. And if that becomes self-aware, that spreads by resonance quickly. Not only would the game be over, and we don't have to go through the unpleasant things that the rulers have planned for us, but even people within the negative power structure can wake up because you'll be influencing them without saying a word. It's very powerful. So just a suggestion, and in answer to the question of, you know, that was in the show title for today of whether it's too late for life on Earth to continue, I don't think it is, but it depends on you. There's not somebody else better you know, to do any of this stuff. It's really you. And it's good for you anyway, because if you get in touch with who you are, your whole life changes. And on a quantum physics level, which is underlying a lot of this stuff, what you experience as solid real-life situations evolving around us, it's a movie. It's a consciousness movie. Maybe we'll get into that if we have time in the future. But that movie is changeable without any of the normal channels. You can go right to the movie itself. And you don't change it from your limited understanding and ego point of view. You let God or spirit change it through you by opening up. You open up that conduit 
for that incredible energy and consciousness to flow through you with the intent to heal the movie, which is your whole world of experience, and the movie can start healing. Find out about the water experiment that Dr. Emoto did and imagine what happens if we do that with the movie instead of the water. Take a look at that. You might find it real interesting. We're over time, and i got to get ready for the club meeting. Planetary Healing Club is the group that we are forming of people who have an interest in this stuff and are willing to do the work in themselves. It's not a debate. It's not people fighting with each other about whose belief is right. It's, all right, find out. You know, why waste your time arguing and debating? Find out. Oh, but that takes more courage. If you want to do that, do it on your own. Do it with friends. Do it with anybody else that understands that or or do it with us in Planetary Healing Club, which you can access at planetaryhealingclub.com and uh, stay in touch with us at lostartsradio.com, which has links to all the other places that we are uh, doing things. It's got contact forms. It's got um, access to the club. It's got a donate button if you have the money and you want to help us stay on air. We're not doing commercials at the moment, which you may have noticed. And so we could use help. Uh, Planetary Healing Club is link. Thank you, Doug. is put on the screen. And um, the donate button is at lostartsradio.com. Please help us if you have the means and you want to. And also, um, besides the regular donate button, you can do the same thing at subscribestar.com dot com slash lost arts radio there's a link to that on the site as well and if you don't have money or anything like that you can help us a lot by just sharing the links and trying to you know compensate for the shadow banning which is really intense right now so anyway planetaryhealingclub.com if you want to join us in 24 minutes if i see you in time and otherwise for you know you you can get the links and Watch them at your own convenience. You don't have to make it to the live show. I think that's about it. So main message, take care of yourself. You're really important. You're powerful. You can help heal the world, not one in eight billion. Most of the eight billion are not paying attention. So you're working in a much smaller pool. And what you do affects everybody else at any distance. And it's really important. So learn, incorporate in your life, Take time out to evaluate what you're doing right now, what thoughts you're carrying around, what condemnation of other people always means condemnation of yourself. There's no way out of those two things going together. If you upgrade your emotional state and the thoughts around and you know, change from critiquing to loving people even that don't agree with you, it'll change your entire existence as well as that of other people. So... Don't underestimate what you can do. Thanks for being here. I appreciate you very much. Uh, Stay in touch. Go to lostartsradio.com. All kinds of videos and audios are posted there almost every day. A lot more educational stuff than you even have time for. And um, meet us on the Sunday show tomorrow for an incredible guest, um, constitutional attorney that is doing some amazing work. I think that's about it. I got to go get ready, so... Take it easy, and we'll see you here next time. Have a good night. Introducing Lost Arts Radio on Subscribestar.com. 
Just go to subscribestar.com slash lostartsradio to find our rewards program offering 10 different giving levels starting at just 5 bucks a month. We offer incredible value for any rewards level, from extra monthly interview videos not available publicly to subscription-based Planetary Healing Club videos once, twice, or three times a month, to private counseling sessions with Lost Arts Radio host Richard Sachs, to tech help with me, Doug Diamond. We even have one option where you can be the star on Lost Arts Radio as our guest on a specially produced show just for you. We conduct an interview with you and broadcast it to our growing network and listenership. Our subscribe star levels are one of a kind and offer great rewards for any budget. Please help support Lost Arts Radio. We can't do it without you. With increasing censorship on many of our channels, we really need your support today to keep doing what we're doing. As Richard says, we're not even at survival level yet. Lost Arts Radio has three weekly shows. Lost Arts Radio Live each Saturday night at 7.30 Eastern, 4.30 Pacific, which is a live stream currently on multiple platforms in case we get banned from some of the larger ones. Right now, we're on Facebook Live, Twitch, and DLive. You can access these broadcasts by going to www.lostartsradio.com live for all the links to those channels. The Planetary Healing Club meets right after Lost Arts Radio Live at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on Saturday nights. And our Sunday show with guests airs at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on Sunday nights on our Blog Talk Radio channel, our YouTube channels, Facebook pages, and on Brideon. Be sure to sign up for our free email list just in case we do get banned on Big Tech's platforms. It's just a matter of time, really. They don't like the stuff we talk about, and they do not want the truth out there. In fact, they have already attacked us numerous times. Join our free email list so we can let you know where we are and how to access our shows. The sign-up button is right on the top right on most pages of our website. The best starting point for all things Lost Arts Radio is our main site, lostartsradio.com, where you can find the hottest news selection videos that we curate just for you. Those are on the homepage and added to daily, as well as articles and breaking news about information you really need to know. Our show archives, the 10 most recent shows, are right on our homepage, as well as our Blog Talk Radio page at blogtalkradio.com slash lostartsradio, or just click the All Things Radio Show tab right on our website. We're in the podcast directory on iTunes, and all of our shows, except the banned ones, are on our YouTube channel, at Lost Arts Radio. Our Brideon page is really taking off, and we often have editors' picks videos right on their homepage. Visit brideon.com slash channel slash Lost Arts Radio. On our site, you can also access our free listener forum, as well as sign up for the Planetary Healing Club, which is just $25 a month where you get private access to a one-on-one interaction with host Richard Sachs and myself and the other club members who participate live. More info can be found at planetaryhealingclub.com. We're providing solutions in there to make the world a better place. Come join us. 
Stay tuned because up next, you'll get to hear a really great song by an independent artist that we're doing our best to support. Go to lostartsradio.com slash music for the full list of all the great songs and bands that we spin on our audio-only podcast shows. If you're in a band and want to submit a song for consideration for airplay on Lost Arts Radio, visit my website at diamonddiscaudio.com for more information about the music placement, mastering, and mixing work that I do. Thanks again for listening to and supporting Lost Arts Radio. We love having you as part of our family to learn, experience, and grow with.